don't think there's anything that I saw during practice that would have, you know, led me to believe this would be the outcome. You know, it's disappointing. I just feel like we just didn't execute the way we wanted to. And it's just, we got to go back to practice and kind of just work out the kinks. The Las Vegas Journal Review. Hard to say. You know, we just got to tackle better, rush better. Um, just be better in every phase. I think, you know, the game comes down to a few plays. You know, if a couple plays went the other way, um, you know, it would have been, been different. But, you know, we didn't make the amount of plays we needed to make tonight. The Las Vegas Review Journal. Come I think we're just a better team, honestly. Uh, we got better players, uh, you know. Um, now that doesn't result in wins. You know, I've been on teams that are really talented that that, that underperformed, um, you know. So uh, I just really believe in our group. Close, it's a close group, you know. Football, you gotta be tight. You gotta do it together. Um, the things that we messed up today, I mean, it's so so correctable, you know. Uh, you know. I think that's what gives me, you know, like, oh, yeah, we could do it. It wasn't like we just got outmanned. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to describe it that way. Um, you know, I, I, I really believe that, you know, um, that this group is just different. It's just being around them. I'm, I'm around them every day. It's just a different group. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. I just crushed my dreams. Boom. Sadness. That's the one. Do you believe Max Crosby when he says just no. a couple of plays go differently and that's a different game? Well, I mean, if five of them weren't touchdowns. <laughs> I love 41 to 14. If we just made a few more plays the other way, it would have been different. Uh, no, it wouldn't have. Would it have been 30 well, to 14? It might have been closer. Well, if, yeah, 30 if, to 14 instead of 41 to 14. If every Mahomes passing touchdown had been a pick six for the Raiders, yes, it would have been then it would have been a different, a different story. <laughs> had the punter not completed one of the best passes of the game. It they would have still, been a different story. It would have been a different story. They still were lost by 21 <laughs> points or something like that. All right. Something we did But they not, wouldn't have scored a touchdown that drive. Something we did not get to uh, yesterday on the show. Doesn't have a whole lot to do with the actual game. Quentin Jefferson throwing scissors off the field. Did, did you yeah. guys see this? Yes. Okay. I thought it was a fork or a knife at the time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I did. Yeah. I had no idea what it was either, but he just like middle right before the Kansas City Chiefs are about to snap the ball, Jefferson just stands up, walks across the line of scrimmage, and picks up this thing and like is looking at the refs like, hey, we can't play with this, and then just chucks it towards his own sideline. So here's what I enjoy about that. First off, Quentin Jefferson. This was apparently medical scissors, is what it was. Quentin Jefferson saw scissors on the ground and say, oh, wow, we should not play a snap with those on the field, which I think is a very astute observation by Quentin Jefferson, worried about player safety. But then he just chucked them at his own <laughs> sideline. Like, these are too dangerous for us to play. Here, catch. Like, I love that he realized it was dangerous, but was willing to just throw it at his head coach. I thought he was trying to throw it at a ref or whoever he was, I thought he was trying at. to. If, if you're throwing There's... it at someone, throw it at the ref. <laughs> the poor, the poor in, medical intern from the local hospital just suddenly is like, "I've been I mean, stabbed." Yeah. So okay, where did they come from? I think How it might have been. The field? Could it in a pregame trainer trying to cut some tape or trying trying to you know guy said come on the field and you know I've got too much tape or cut the tape. It had to be something about the athletic tape. <sighs> 
What else would they? It had to be a trainer who either dropped out of his the fanny pack or all the stuff they wear on themselves. Had to be someone. I mean, you know, they they're out there with like a million things. A pregame, if you see him on the field, like fixing things, fixing helmets. So it had to be a trainer. Okay, so two things. Number one, later in the game, during a timeout, one of the Raiders trainers left something on the field. Like they have those little boards you can uh, stamp your cleats into right. to get the grass and mud out of it. They left that on the field, and the ref had to pick it up and be like, hey, moron, come back and get this, right? So somebody let that that ha- might have happened. But here's the problem with, hey, maybe it happened in pregame. This happened with 11 minutes to go in the second quarter. You tell me they played a whole quarter with a pair of scissors sitting at midfield? I could see somebody, that. Uh, okay, no, I, I, I can't, can't I see, that. see that. Because don't you have to be exactly where they are? Like the ball has to be placed and 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 – and and uh, down right where those scissors are. I don't even know how big the scissors were, and if they're no, stuck they're, in the grass, I could. I'm I mean, not it sure. was at midfield between the hashes. I gotta feel like uh, during the first quarter, a ref would be standing there. Right, multiple yeah. people went there. I my <laughs> thing. What I'm thinking is you're you're taping people. You're taping people. You're cutting things. You're taping people. You're moving th- oh, things yeah. along, and you literally just somehow. Forget get or drop the, them. No, you get the scissors taped in somebody's thing, and you're like, so that you're taping the next person. You're like, where are my scissors? Oh, I got an extra pair. All right, whatever. Like, but and you, it came but, out. But you're not cutting play, players tape on the field. No, I'm saying it got taped to the player. Oh, you're talking and about, it you're fell talking about on the field before, before they were they crossing midfield a lot yeah, before they went on, and they just <laughs> fell out at some point. What we need is we need a stamp on there, whether it was the Raiders or the. That is a good point. I mean, Quentin Jefferson chucked it at the Raiders bench. It doesn't mean it's the Raiders, but yeah, scissors on the field, which uh, they were like, "Ooh, free scissors!" Yeah, not ideal. Yeah, to cut that. Have out you of been the, taped before against the budget? Yeah, like okay, it literally they like go insane and they like they right. But I'm just saying you don't tape them at midfield, right? Nobody's getting their ankle taped. What I'm saying is that somebody's ankle got scissors taped to it. Yeah, I guess it's possible. I don't know. Scissors on the field. Sounds dangerous. Could have been. Also, I do see them on the field pregame, and like Jared said, it could have just dropped. Yeah. They've got more than one pair. They would have played an entire quarter with those there. I just. That's the part that's hard to believe. An entire quarter with scissors on. Maybe it was like in the corner of the end zone. They couldn't be. But this was uh, at midfield between the hashes. They couldn't be from UNLV. UNLV's on that turf. Roll it out, roll it in. God, that'd be funny. That would actually be funny if it had lasted from the. The entire was night it? before, and they warmed up, and no one ever even saw these things. <laughs> I can't remember who it was that played at the same. St- it may have been the Rams when they were playing at the Coliseum, but it literally was. They would still have the Pac-12 logo in the middle of the field because it wouldn't come up, and so everybody was like, "Hey, the Rams are the best team in the Pac-12." I mean, listen, the Raiders used to play on infield dirt. Oh, they were brutal. The team was better when the toilets didn't work. Yeah. And actually, there, were and there were mice in the soda machine? Actually, didn't somebody do that story that the Raiders had a significantly better winning percentage bef- when playing on infield dirt at home before, like baseball season ended and they got to play on grass? I mean, it sounds familiar. I think somebody did that when they were. I mean, it's obviously a three-year-old story. At the, Ron Kentowski did the story on the um, pipes bursting at uh, Catherine <laughs> Field. That wasn't very good. 
was a great story by Ron. Wasn't it was just his, not a good. Wasn't his lead thing. that Don Logan was standing with yes. sewage yes. up <laughs> past great. the shoes? Only Ron can write this. He's a terrific writer, but uh, yeah, it didn't make it didn't make old Cashman look very good. How can I paint this picture? <laughs> exactly. I, I will say the the most important person in the organization <laughs> was standing, standing in, in two sewage. foot sewage. <laughs> I loved Cashman because of the. There's an element of, good lord. Yes. At any point, these pipes could burst, and we'd all be standing in sewage. I once saw today. two women get in a fist fight at, at Dollar Beer Night at a Fifty Ones game, and it is something that is seared into my brain as, what is going on? What did I do to get here? I don't know what happened today. I don't know if it's because we lost the phones and we can't oh, yes. call any guests. We've been just off off today. Yeah. Everything's yes. been absurd today. We've yeah. come back from each break wanting to talk about something, and they're like, that's kind of boring. Yeah. Let's just talk yeah, about Yeah, let's just, talk, let's about just like, talk about scissors. Like, can I tell you this? Just to keep going here, my girlfriend texted me. This uh, is the worst show I've ever listened to. That, no, no, no. That would have been no, better. This, this, no, this might be the best show yeah. we've ever done. She just texted me, uh, Squash, our dog. Squash just had diarrhea all over our carpet. <laughs> An important update. You That's a big update. You should have had that at the top of the hour. Um, yeah. So, and just to give you guys also, and I'm curious if she means the carpet upstairs or the rug we have downstairs. I hope it's the rug downstairs because that's a little easier to take care of. Um, just to also fill you in on the context here, uh, we went over to, or she went over to my girlfriend's, to her parents' house on Sunday and took our dogs and was over there most of the day. Dog and ate something. Squash ate a bunch of poop yeah. and then threw it up. Yeah. In my girlfriend's mother's house. And Squash is having a bad week. <laughs> he is having a very bad week. Um, so this is, yeah, not good for Squash. He also, yeah, he's, yeah, something's going on here. We might have to take him to the vet. Just think, oh, man. So Squash has an eye ulcer. Oh, my God. Moment. Poor he, Squash. He has Jesus the, Christ. He has degenerative corneas, so he's yeah. always getting yeah. eye ulcers. Um our other dog, Ruby, the Shih Tzu, uh, she has a ruptured eye at the moment. Oh, my. What is happening? What's happening over at the Bishop House that all these eyes I are I don't happening? know. Well, the They're worst all part. Bare, I was... Are you wrestling and then the dog comes at you and you kick it in the face? No, I, I like my dogs, <laughs> not the kids. Um, and just to throw even more onto this, our previous dog that passed away a few years ago, she had glaucoma in her eyes, and like she lived, we had we removed one, and she lived for like a year and a half with only one eye. Uh, so lots of eye issues for our dogs. Not great. So your dogs okay, need to smoke you win, weed. You win the the text battle because the only one I've gotten this morning, well, for, <laughs> other than from Ben Goat saying I can hear you, you can't hear me. <laughs> I'm going to scream now. Um, was the daughter sending me video clips of Harry Styles last night? She went to the concert, so that's was that's. He- He's oh, in San Diego. she's not here. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm like, she's was in San Diego. here? She's in San Diego. Yeah. And she sent them to you. Did you care? She sent them to the family oh, okay. text. We have a family text. Okay. No, the wife cared. I mean, I, I mean, no. I. Don't and he have was any... the one that you punched in the face. The cardboard no. cutout. Oh, the cutout. Yeah. That was Harry Styles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Thought so. I actually did punch him. The, in the cardboard face. cutout of yeah. Harry Styles is breaking into your house. Yes, it was exactly. very scary. I thought it was a robber. <laughs> <laughs> what a complete idiot. Thought that thing was a robber. <laughs> that, that, the life size cutout. Skinny jeans. That's exactly. <laughs> Important question. Oh. Who paid for the tickets? Me. And I paid for them two years ago. 
I did. They would have cost more last night. Well, the pandemic hit, and he canceled his whole concert for like he canceled his, his tour for like a year and a half. Uh, but uh, he came back, and the tickets were good. And, wow. Uh, yeah, no, That's he didn't impressive. jack them. No, I still yeah. haven't gotten my money back from StubHub for the damn Game Seven tickets I paid for. No. Yeah, they said it's gonna take. It could take up to thirty days. So it could take up to thirty days. We're busy. We spent it. Yeah, apparently. So <laughs> we used your money already. StubHub's still holding my money over here. All right, we going to break. Sure. Sounds good. Coming up next, Bischoff's <laughs> briefs. Bischoff's briefs. I wanted you to see these player evaluations that you asked me to do. Bischoff's briefs. I asked you to do three. Yeah. Bischoff's briefs. To evaluate three players. Yeah. How many did you do? Bischoff's briefs. 47. Okay. Actually, 51. I don't know why I lied just then. Jared loves when I do this. I'm going to change what Bischoff's Briefs is about today. No, I'm fine because the Bischoff's Briefs have, <laughs> like, it has the, like, the opens will, are, are, are a shuffle of different Bischoff's Briefs opens. <laughs> it annoys me whenever I play a VGK highlight and you're like, UNLV football. Yeah, it's, it's, I love doing that. Yeah, All right. Let me tell you something, buddy. If there's a day to change it, yeah, this like, is dude, the day. just do whatever you want. <laughs> do whatever you want. So, Bischoff's briefs today it's is about be... his dog squash. No, we got enough about squash. <laughs> going to be about some baseball. Rubs. Oh. So, first off, the Los Angeles Angels have signed a pitcher who might be good. They signed Noah Syndergaard, one year deal worth $21 million. Now, Noah Syndergaard. Uh, career 3-3-2 ERA with the Mets, but had some injury problems. He only pitched two innings last season. So Noah Syndergaard hasn't thrown very many innings in a long time here. Um, the Angels, though, uh, have been very bad uh, from a pitching staff for a very long time. If fully healthy, they potentially have a really good offense, right? You have Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, obviously at the top of that, but they also have Anthony Rendon, if he's healthy, can be really good. Jared Walsh was a good revelation for them playing first base. That's why they got rid of Pujols last year. Uh, I think David Fletcher is still back. He makes a whole bunch of contact for them and Justin Upton. They've got a potential good sort of top five, six in their lineup. If they can put together some pitching, they've got a shot to contend for a playoff spot. But the Angels are everybody's favorite team every year, and they end up being terrible every year as well. Uh, we'll see if Noah Syndergaard is any good. But what I'm curious is, one-year deal for $21 million. What do you think that Physical does? pending. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> what do you think that does to the contracts oh. for Justin Verlander and Clayton Kershaw? It's a great question. So Justin Verlander has a has the qualifying offer from the Astros. He could stick with the Astros What's for like one 18 year. Million? 18.4, I believe. Right. So that's obviously less than one year, $21 million that Syndergaard got. Now, Noah Syndergaard is significantly younger than both Kershaw and Verlander. All three are coming off injuries, though, right? So all three have the injury question mark. Syndergaard younger, you'd assume, can bounce back. But Syndergaard only signed for one year. Right, which is you know Verlander and Kershaw are signing short-term deals too because they're older. I'm fascinated to see what it does. I think it 
probably knocks the qualifying offer completely out of the question. For well, I don't think the Dodgers even gave Clayton a qualifying they did offer. Not. They did not. So he's free to he's go without there. any draft yeah, pick exactly. compensation. So I'm fascinated to see because if you're Justin Verlander or Clayton Kershaw, you're like, well, a Syndergaard guy got $21 million. I should be able to get $21 Clayton's million. pitched since Syndergaard. Right. Yes. Like, I should be able to get $21 million. I'm good. Like, right. I'm as good as Noah Syndergaard, and he only signed for one year. So I am curious what that does to their value and where those two pitchers go. Because here's the thing. For for all three of them, Syndergaard, Kershaw, Verlander, you can throw uh, Carlos Rodon in there. Those are four pitchers that all have injury problems or have had injury problems. Right. But if you sign them and they're fully healthy, that can that could potentially be top end of the rotation, ace of a staff, top 10 pitchers, getting Cy Young votes type of pitcher. All four of those guys are good enough that they could do that next year. But again, they're all have they're all coming off injury issues. You could get four starts out of them, and that's it, right? So, what does this tell you as an Astros fan of what you would want to do? What I do mean, you think he's, what do you think Verlander's worth? What would you be okay with now that Syndergaard got one year for twenty one? I mean, I've been hoping he accepts the qualifying offer for eighteen million. Well, on I don't a know one, now if he's going. Yeah, to. on a one year deal. I, 25? Sure, that's fine. If it's a one-year deal, I don't. Yeah, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. I don't. If Furlander's getting like three years from somebody, then probably no thank you. Right. Like, yeah, see you later. But if he's willing to sign a one-year deal, I don't care how much it is. Right. One year for however much is perfectly fine. And if he doesn't work, hey, it doesn't work, and you can try something again the next year. But I do think he's going to go for over $21 million now because somebody's going to say, yeah, Justin Verlander could be really, really awesome. And we're going to pay up for him. Um, another interesting player is Chris Taylor. Yeah. So there's a report that he's going to decline the qualifying offer, the one year, 18.4 million from the Dodgers. How much money do you think Chris Taylor gets a year? 20 plus low twenties, low twenties, low twenties. So Chris Taylor is the player. I want the Astros mm-hmm. to sign a free agency. Like I, Carlos Correa is leaving. 99.9% chance that happens. I want them to sign Chris Taylor. And the reason is Chris Taylor plays two positions that the Astros are weak at. Shortstop and center and field. center field. He can play both of those spots as well as like everywhere else right. but pitcher and catcher. And But the Astros have their, one of their best prospects is a shortstop who's expected to be in the majors next year. But he's never played in the majors before. He doesn't even have that many at bats above single A. He's only had like half a season and a half above single A. But he projects to be pretty good. What the Astros need is effectively a quality shortstop in the event that this rookie is not any good. Yeah, he can't play. And a quality shortstop that can also play somewhere else in the event that this shortstop is really is good. Really good. Because you don't want to sign a shortstop in this offseason, give him 18, 20, 25 million, and then say, oh, well, we're playing the rookie because he's right. really good and you're going to sit on the bench. That's where Chris Taylor would be perfect because That's what Chris he did Taylor, a lot with the Dodgers, by right, the way. He could play shortstop for the Astros until this guy's ready, or if he's a bum, just leave Chris Taylor at shortstop. Or if Let's the prospect is really good, he could play center field for the Astros. The Astros also have a really good prospect for center field that we're, I'm hoping is really good. And even if that guy's awesome too, then Chris Taylor can just play a different position every single day of the week and give guys days off. Like Ooh. Chris Taylor is the absolute perfect player I want the Astros to sign. Make him valuable in fantasy. He would. 
He's an above Absolutely. average hitter, can Absolutely. play the Astros' two weakest positions, and could play anywhere else and give guys days off. Absolutely perfect player that I want the Astros to sign. Good. I want the Dodgers to re-sign him as well. So we're head to head on that. We're head to head on that. So, will, do you think the Dodgers will be interested in him? I think they'll be interested in him, but I think he's going to get paid a lot more elsewhere. And you don't think they'll be willing to give? I don't him think they'll be willing to give him four or no. five million. I think their number being. one, not number one target is Scherzer. Okay. Is he okay? So and that would be okay with me. Is he like an eight-year, two hundred million? Like is that Chris Taylor? Yeah, he's thirty-one. No. Oh no, yeah, no. yeah. He's like so like six th- years. Not even that. Three years. I bet he doesn't sign unless it's. I, I if I were him, I wouldn't sign unless it was well, above he's take, five. He's not taking the qualifying offer, so I think he gets five years. Oh, okay. do you? That would be my guess because I think I mean we both. What just is he thirty-one? Yeah, we both just said that. We want him. The guy oh, can absolutely. play 17 positions and is an above average hitter. So 31, I'd give him five years. I, I bet that's what he gets. I eight years would be like, that's a lot. Yeah. Near 40. I'm just yeah. saying, like, if that that's the type of typically he's, it's he's this, not a superstar. And most of the time you don't you don't sign a guy to a long term deal into his late thirties unless he's a superstar. That's fair. Unless he's Mookie. Yeah. Like Mookie Betts, would right. like Carlos Correa is twenty-seven. He's going to get he's a ten-year deal 10 to 12 until year he's deal. thirty-seven. Yeah, but it's because Carlos Correa is a superstar. Chris Taylor's very good. Right. Well, I'm sorry. The first, as you've described him, except for the whole, you know, versatility. The first thing that popped into my head was this guy's going to get an Eric Hosmer deal. Except Eric Hosmer was super young when he got that deal. Yeah, Taylor's but like thirty-one. Eight years, 144, and so that's where I was like, well, all right. Also, Eric Hosmer can't catch a ball at first. He also can't hit for power. Don't you see Taylor's low 20s? Uh, Yeah, I think so. I think that makes sense. He's more than 18. Yeah. He's not, he's going to, I think so too. He's saying no to that. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And here's the thing, though, with Chris Taylor. I assume he wants to sign with a team that's going to play him every day. Absolutely. So, like, the pitch I just gave about why he'd be great for the Astros is not a pitch of, hey, I mean, it is a pitch, hey, you're going to play every day if this guy sucks, but it's definitely a You're pitch playing of, second. You're playing every day until we've got better options, which I doubt is what Chris Taylor wants to hear. And unless the Dodgers, unless Seager moves on and other things happen, I don't know if they can promise him that. Because yeah, we saw Bellinger's bat in the playoffs eat up a little. Are you back? Are you back? What the hell? Of you loving Cody Bellinger? <laughs> I got to think positively. I got to think positively about Belly. First jersey you ever buy? <laughs> Belly on the back. Cody Bellinger on the back. <laughs> no, no. Oh, that'd be a lot of Jaeger fun. or Kershaw. So, yeah, so that Jaeger or Kershaw. The, That's it. The greatest, well, the greatest pitcher in at least the last 20 years of Dodger <laughs> history or this random catcher. <laughs> who, who hey, two, that catcher two, won a World Series. Yes, who hit 212 and won a World Series. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right, coming up next, find out with us. GM Passion is very fixable. The penalties, they got to get corrected sooner or later. First play of the game, we're shifting and we jump off sides and the the stupidity has to go away if we're going to go anywhere. Oh, that has nothing to do with ability. It's, it's all about execution and and, uh, and and being a smart football team. We're a very dumb football team, and that's a, that's a reflection of the coaches. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios, this is the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff. Congratulations to Tom, who won the pair of tickets to go watch Gonzaga play UCLA at T-Mobile Arena next week. Uh, coming up in about 10 minutes, we're going to have another pair of tickets to give away to Enchant Christmas out at Las Vegas Ballpark. Uh, some news from Adrian Wojnarowski this morning. 
The Lakers are optimistic LeBron James could return on Friday. So that is not a definitive report that LeBron James will be back on Friday. But Adrian Wojnarowski reporting they're optimistic he could be back on Friday. Sounds like LeBron James could be back on Friday. We talked a little bit about the Lakers earlier. They have not been good this no, year. No, they haven't been good. Uh, they've, they got blown They're up by fun. the Bulls last night. They've blown a lot of big leads, too. Twice to the Thunder, they've blown a big lead. Uh, <laughs> like, it was like 14 points or something in both games who, in the second who half. plays for the Thunder? Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Guy's really good. After that, I do not know. Um, I barely remember Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I didn't know he played for the Thunder. <laughs> um, but that's, that's about it. So... Lakers could get LeBron back. I am fascinated to see how good they become throughout the course of the season because you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. That duo makes you a title contender. But is the rest of that roster any good? I don't know. Like, is Russell Westbrook truly going to ruin this team? Slash, is the rest of that roster even good enough that you can say it's ruining the team? Because they might not win the title because of the rest of the roster. I've watched a lot of them, and they are just... And maybe this has a lot to do with LeBron not being there. I get that. But, man, they turn the ball over a ton. They're totally sloppy. They give up so many possessions with turnovers. It's ridiculous. I was watching again last night. They, they don't, they're they not a smart team. And, again, you're now adding you know one of the top three or four smartest players who ever lived, so maybe he's going to make them better in that sense. But they just... I don't know. They don't look cohesive. Uh, the Bulls were fun to watch last night. I loved watching them. It's just you, you sit there and watch. You sit there and watch the Lakers, and you say, "Can he, you know?" It's a long season, but what type of difference is he going to make coming back with the way they play? I'm not so sure. I don't know. I I don't. There's good teams at the top. Heck, Golden State just lost their second game. Shocker. Um, Eastern Conference, and I will admit, I have not watched a single second of the Washington Wizards play. Neither. No. They're ten and three. They're yep. at the top of the East. The Bulls are in second at ten and four. They've been off to a good start. But the Washington should, Wizards. Should we adopt the Washington Wizards? Absolutely not. You keep trying to bring this up. We're not doing it. As our team? We're not adopting a team because I am not taking, you know, seventy two days out of my <laughs> life to watch the Wizards play basketball. Okay, but you don't have like we don't have a basketball team here. It would be delightful. Except it can't be if they're if they're a winning team. We gotta, you know, let's let's go with like the Orlando Magic. No, no, they're terrible. You got to pick a team that at least got a playoff chase. No, you got to pick a team that's so bad that it's like, we don't know what they were doing in the third quarter. No, that's what the team in the playoff hunt is. Like the 10th or 11th best team in the East is absolutely going to have right plenty of Right now the 10th and 11th best team <laughs> yeah. are the Bucks. All right, well, not the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I get the feeling they'll figure it out. Yes. <laughs> ah, NBA. It's going to be a weird season. By the way, all right, so what's worse? My favorite part of Christmas. <laughs> What's worse, if the Lakers don't figure this out and let's say they get bounced in the first round, or Italy and Portugal not qualifying for the World Cup? I'm going to go with LeBron getting bounced in the first round. Really? Game. Yes. I, I mean, I know you're going to go with the soccer. That's worse than not making well, the World Cup? Oh, I thought you meant like as a fan's perspective of what I care about the most. No, not No, that. Italy not making the right. World Cup no, and Portugal not that, making the World Cup. There might be yes. a riot. Yeah, no, people will die. <laughs> Italy did not make yes. the World Cup last exactly. time either. And were there riots? Uh, Portugal? Uh, Portugal did. Yeah. So here's the thing. In, in I'm, I'm Googling this. In Europe, uh, it's kind of easy to make the World Cup because you get drawn into groups and ten. you just have to. 
To put it in perspective, England won a group stage game to qualify for the World Cup by beating San Marino 10-0 yesterday. San Marino Junior College. Exactly. Uh, but Italy and Portugal did not directly qualify yet. So they're going through the UEFA playoff to try to get into the World Cup. Italy lost their group to Switzerland. Uh, they drew Switzerland twice, but they also drew with Bulgaria and Northern Ireland. Like, Italy absolutely deserved to not win that group. Uh, Portugal, they lost their group to Serbia. They lost a game to Serbia, also drew with Serbia, and drew with Ireland. So Portugal and Italy definitely did not deserve to qualify because they didn't perform. Now, what happens here is there are going to be 12 teams left in Europe that go to this playoff. They're going to get divided into groups of four, three groups of four, and they'll do like a semifinal and a final in all those groups, and the winners, the three winners will advance. So Italy and Portugal, they have to win two games is what happens here. They've got to win two games, and get they are the World in Cup. the World Cup. If they do not win those two games, if they lose either one, they will not make the World Cup, and we will have a World Cup without Italy for a second straight time and potentially without Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, I was going to say there's a pretty good player on the other side where you'd want to watch him in the World Cup. Which, And I will say... Portugal, the way Ronaldo plays is not exactly the most fun. He's he's just a, hey, I'm going to stand up here and you you better find the, me with the ball and I'll score. Uh, but I would not enjoy a World Cup without Ronaldo because he is obviously one of the greatest soccer yeah. players to ever play, but also just big stage, big time player yes. comes through in big moments. That part of it is fun to watch. No, The moments of Ronaldo are very fun. I'm so going to go back to my original thought and change it because I just thought you thought you said me individually. I would have had a... I want to watch LeBron as long as possible yes. in the playoffs. Me too. But, oh. Me too. But on a bigger stage, globally, it doesn't even Ronaldo, compare not to Ronaldo being in the World Cup. Because they couldn't beat Serbia. Yeah. The Jokic brothers showed up to beat down Ronaldo. So does everyone, you said there's 12 teams, everyone in Europe who were in the original qualifying stage go into, a, go into the, there's 12 left, so they go into the pool? No, well, 10 have already qualified. For the pool? No, no, for the World Cup. Okay, but like how do you get, how do you get the 12? Uh, so they do they do group stage, and the winners of each group, there's like 10 groups. The winners of each group go to the World Cup. They already caught. So like right. England's in, Germany's in, France's. There's 10 teams that are already in. The All the second place teams That's what I'm saying. go into this pool. Okay. And then there's two other teams that get added in because of some other tournament they play. Okay. And then those 12 play in play this playoff. In the, but there are, the playoff. there are already 10 European teams and that every have winner, already qualified. And every winner of those uh, those four pods go in. Yeah, three pods. Yes, three pods. Three pods. Okay. Yes. So you got to win two games. Whoever wins two games, right. they're in. Fascinating enough, the last time Italy, before they didn't make the World Cup last time, the previous time was in 1958 because Northern Ireland drew them. <laughs> well, that's what I <laughs> And it cost massive rights. It's the home country, but if you're losing to Ireland, please make it rugby. No, yeah. Well, I mean... <laughs> They lost, like or, or the they lost to Serbia or Gaelic football. They lost to Serbia. What the oh. hell is Gaelic football? It's one of the most popular uh, sports in Ireland. Dude, it's, it's, I, is, it, is it different? I'm an Anglophile, than, and I have no idea what he's talking more about. More like rugby. It's, it's but it's not, not rugby. No. So you're telling me rules. we have rugby. Australian rules rugby, which is different from regular rugby. And now you're telling me there's Gaelic football, which is also rugby, but different. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Well, Two teams to... of 15 players. You going Gaelic football? Yeah. Yeah. Battle to the death. Kicking or punching the ball <laughs> into the other team's goals. See? 
So there's goals like soccer, or is it you goals get three like points? Everybody loses to them. For or that, you can kick a field okay. goal and get one. And Not I don't, to... I don't think anybody else plays Gaelic football. So I would assume <laughs> that they're the only <laughs> ones that can it's win. It's the largest sporting organization in Ireland, yes. along with hurling. Had a cousin who played it oh, professionally. I've heard of that. Yeah. Wait. Gaelic football? Yeah, had a cousin who played it professionally. Jared, please look up hurling. Is that is that throwing big rocks? Because that's what it sounds like. Do you know what hurling is, Ed? An Aside outdoor team game does? of ancient Gaelic Irish origin played only by men. Uh, uh, there you go, Ireland. A wood ash stick called a hurley. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you what. This <laughs> to guy hit a small ball. Yeah. Between the opponent's goalposts. This talk it's about Alex hockey. Martinez getting stitches. This guy's swinging this bat. You get in front of this guy, and he's going to kill you. So it's field hockey is yeah. what you're telling yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. It's field hockey. Do you, but you move around and hit it. It's not stationary like right. baseball. No, they're running. Okay. No, they're running. All right. They, Helmet. They, how so about this? They, they, got these they also bats. apparently have a version where you play it up in the air, a.k.a. lacrosse. <laughs> you got to be a tough guy to play this thing, man. It All says right. you got the, uh, the uh, stick hitting the ball. Helmets, parentheses, optional. I got an important question for you. Why is Ireland playing a slightly different version of every sport that the rest of the world is playing? <laughs> because we're drunk. <laughs> That's why. That's why. I was going to go <laughs> because drunk. they're repressed and they're Catholic and they don't, and they're like, well, whoa, whoa. Some are Catholic. <laughs> Let's, <laughs> that might be part of the, that might be part of the issue. <laughs> that might be part of the issue. But they're like, no, we don't play the sinful football. We play Gaelic. <laughs> An Ashwood stick called a Hurley. How are how are helmets optional in this thing? They're swinging these things 100 mile an hour to hit this small little ball. If they miss and you don't have a helmet on, you're dead. Yeah. Well, isn't happens? that the definition of a shillelagh? That's what happens. All right, here we go. What are we giving tickets away to? <laughs> Enchant Christmas. Step into Enchant, the world's most magical light maze experience filled with holiday light displays up to 100 feet tall. It runs November 26th through January 2nd at Las Vegas Ballpark. Tickets are on sale now at EnchantChristmas.com, but you can win a pair from us right now. Caller number four at 702-364-1100. That is 702-364-1100. You'll win a pair of tickets to enchant Christmas out at Las Vegas Ballpark. I'm in this twilight zone, I don't know what this is, really. And I'm sure I've been in a tie before as a player. For some reason, I can't remember that, if it was. So I don't know. It's just, uh, I, I have to, there again, I just go back. I'm just proud of the way that they played, man. You're locked in the press box. Congratulations to Derek. He won a pair of tickets to go to enchant Christmas out at Las Vegas Ballpark. All right. Let's end the show making fun of the Mets. Oh, yeah. Perfect. So the Mets. We didn't get get David Roth on today. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So the Mets offered their GM job to Billy Epler. Uh, He's expected to take it. Maybe he did this morning. I haven't seen an update, though. Uh, But Billy Epler was the Angels GM from 2015 to 2020. So first thing to make fun of is the guy who built the team with zero pitching is who the Mets are now going to hire. Um, Things did not go well for Epler and the Angels. He Got a lot of talented players out there, but we're going to look back in 20 years and be like, wow, Mike Trout, most wasted talent in the history of sports, partially thanks to Billy Epler. Don't you think it's also funny that Thor went back to the Angels? He's like, oh, get me the hell away from Epler. I know. He's probably like, hey, wait a minute. I know that guy. He stinks. I can stay away from I better from go him. to the team he used to be the GM, too, because he's no longer there. Um, but what we really want to make fun of the Mets for 
is that their president, Sandy Alderson, said this oh. last week. So they fired their general manager, had the whole drunk driving incident and everything. Yeah. So they fired their general manager. <laughs> drunk driving away from the owner's house. Yeah. <laughs> During the season. They have still not replaced him, obviously. And Sandy Alderson last week said this about why they hadn't hired one yet. I think it's mostly about New York and not about, you know, Steve, the owner, or the organization or what have you. It's a big stage and some people would just prefer to be elsewhere. When have we ever heard in sports that somebody doesn't want to play yeah, for a on the team biggest stage in New York? Yeah. What? And by the way, if you don't want to be on that big stage, why are you in that business? Right. Why why are you who is striving to be the GM of Tampa? Right. Who is striving to be the GM in Cincinnati? No one. No offense. <laughs> no one is like, you know what? Once I get to the peak of my career, I'm going to live in Cincinnati. I'm going to Cincinnati. I'm going to turn down to be the GM of the New York Mets because it's in New York because I want to be in Cincinnati. Too big a stage. Of course it's about the owner. He goes on Twitter after a bad performance and yells about everything. <laughs> Of course it's about the also, owner. He, he also is. liquors up his GMs. Yeah, and he also he also avoids jail time at a like alarming rate. So <laughs> Well that's oh, a pro. Cool. That's a pro. Okay, but also like as the employee, oh cool, he can get away with anything. All right, I'm screwed. Of course it's about Steve Cohen and the owner. It's that's, also I will say there's a it's also the Mets. Well yeah. You go you go to New York to be like the New York Yankees. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But it is not because it's New York. It's because nobody wants to work for Steve Cohen. The Brooklyn Nets. Why would I mean, you want to work for Steve Cohen? You know, again, Gerard Glott is the one who said, I had other interviews. I wanted to go to New York. Right. Even though Jim Dolan owns this team, I wanted to go to New York. I mean, think about it. He had other. He said that. He had other interviews. He talked to a bunch of people. But once New York offered, I'm going to New York. Right. Why wouldn't you? You can live in Terrytown or wherever the hell you were. Terrytown. <laughs> but it is absolutely about Steve Cohen because that is an owner you do not want to work for. That is an owner that is going to... Listen, any owner that's out here tweeting and criticizing the players, yeah, you don't want to be the GM. Because first off, you put those players together. And second off, he's going to be criticizing you eventually too if your team's not good enough. There's no chance, no chance you want to work for Steve Cohen. I'm sorry. It's, to me, it's still the Mets. Like, I don't, the Reds aren't available. I mean, like, New York to me would be the draw. Yes. Get to live in New York, get to work in that, New York. I mean, I know, I'd rather say. work for the Yankees, like Jacob said, but if I <laughs> yeah, can't work for the I'd Yankees. I'd rather be an assistant to an assistant. Yeah, I'd, well, I'd rather be Yankees. an assistant with the Yankees if than the head guy. If you're Sandy Alderson, the Mets president, and you've got a candidate who's like, eh, I don't know if I want to work for Steve Cohen, you're like, but it's New York. Right. You're using you're, New York as a New selling York. point. And That's Sandy Alderson's point. trying to tell us that New York, the market of New York is a negative on the New York Mets. Well, then move. Come a, to Vegas. A cab driver will know your name and flip you <laughs> off when the team loses. If it's so hard to be a team in New York, come come here. We'll take you in Vegas. Take you for the A's. Yep. We'll take you in Vegas. Come on. Move the Mets. 
You guys can't survive in New York. You can't get a GM yeah. because it's too hard to live I in New York. Really Come don't want that guy. <laughs> Jared, it's not. We're not getting a good franchise. That's not how relocation no. works. You don't get a no. stable franchise. I meant the person. I don't want the owner here. Oh, he'd be kind of fun. How many good owners? Who knows are there, what that Jared? guy would do? Oh, there were zero. Okay. How many good billionaires? That's are what there? I'm saying. Like, you're, if we're if we're getting a team, we're not getting a good These owner. You, you don't make a billion we're dollars really, by being a good person. We only have one owner to speak of right now. Really? Owns He's the not, Aces. Owns the Raiders. Hasn't been very good. Hey, owns the we Aces. got a guy who owns. He he owns. Um, an indoor football team. Oh, that's what am I talking about? He owns yeah, a minor league hockey team. He owns everything. See, I believe Bill Foley is the same as Steve Cohen. Bill Foley just doesn't actively tweet. Like, I absolutely believe Bill Foley's like yelling at times about like why the players oh, suck or why absolutely. this is not yes. good enough. Yes. He just doesn't have a Twitter oh, account. Oh, he, he's his. Uh, or he doesn't the, have a The player. army in him, I guarantee, comes out when they're not playing well. Yeah. And when like he's upset at something, absolutely, Mister Mister uh, Straight and Narrow, yeah, absolutely, I totally agree with you on that. Why I don't did, think he sits. Put it this way, I don't think Bill Foley sits back with no with no opinions. Why did they trade for Jack Eichel? Because one day Keegan Colasar was playing center and missed an open <laughs> net, and Bill Foley said, "George, you better go yes. trade for Jack Eichel yeah. right now. Make the trade." I heard about this Eichel kid. <laughs> I was gonna say I saw that on Twitter. We need to go get that guy. I saw that on Twitter. We See, need to get that, that guy. That's the key there. I say Bill Foley doesn't have an active Twitter account because Bill Foley has a Twitter account, doesn't he? Does he have one? I'm pretty confident oh, George you... McPhee has one. What it's who it is, I don't yeah. actually know. What He's the account is, Pierre, like, Pierre Delecto. Right, it's a burner. If I had to choose one on a burner. I'd say McPhee. He's no matter what McPhee says, he knows pretty much everything I'm, that's written, everything that's said, everything that's watched. He knows everything. I'm 99% sure George McPhee has a burner account. Absolutely. 99% yes. sure. And I'd be willing to bet most of the coaches. And they all slash, have kids who could help him with it. Right. Most of the coaches slash front office people who maybe don't have a public Twitter in Las Vegas, I bet they have a yeah. uh, they have one. The one I would say that doesn't, I don't think Bill Lambier does. <laughs> no, he wouldn't care about anything. He wouldn't care about what people are saying. Because next he's on that we, farm on his tractor yes, right next, now, isn't Next he? time we have him on, we got to ask, do you still have a flip phone? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, well, we can't have any guests on now. I say, call him no. now. <laughs> he's sitting on call a tractor. Him now. Oh. Call him now. We've got to get this phone you. fixed by tomorrow for the, for the Gramala surprise call. Oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun.